Today I would like to read for you a blog I wrote about two and a half years ago. While it is not one of my more current posts, I still feel like it applies in many ways, both to me and to many who grieve. So I hope you can find something of meaning or worth that will bring you comfort and hope in your own lives in this podcast I titled, A Tale of Two Piggies. It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. It was the season of light, it was the season of darkness. It was the spring of hope, it was the winter of despair. Taken from Charles Dickens, A Tale of Two Cities. Not long ago, as we both faced the bathroom mirror, I combed my youngest daughter's hair. I then split it down the middle of her scalp and gently wrapped tiny rubber bands around two golden locks of hair, one behind each ear. You have piggies, I exclaimed. Her face lit up with that signature smile, dimpled and proud, and she ran off to display them to her daddy and big brother. I have never experienced so much pride and joy about a hairdo in my life. My pride did not merely stem from the fact that as a child, my own mother never attempted to fix my hair or teach me the techniques, not even of a simple ponytail. So therefore I am self-taught and creating anything with hair that even resembles a style is an achievement for me. No, it was not this fact, but another that caused me to smile that day. My pride and utter joy instead came from the fact that my daughter, now almost the age Samantha was when she passed away, had enough hair for me to create these little piggies on two sides of her head. You see, because of her condition, Samantha had very little hair. It never progressed, even in her 20 months of life, past the amount of a typical six-month-old infant. And if she had made it as far as the bone marrow transplant phase of her treatment, she would have lost what little her body had worked so hard to create despite its many struggles. Therefore, I give you a tale of two piggies because with the joy can sometimes come the despair. With the light, there must be darkness. It can truly be a two-sided coin, the best of times back to back with the worst of times. What started as pure joy turned into despair descending upon me like a wet blanket. The joy of life became indistinctly mixed in with the hopelessness of grief. One minute was so filled with ecstasy, both mine and my daughter's, and the next a longing for what is no longer possible, what we could never do for our first daughter, Samantha. In grief, how do we regulate ourselves with these highs and lows? Do we let grief take us along on this bittersweet journey? one where its darkness is almost imperceptibly interspersed with the light that is in life? Or do we attempt to control it, to tell grief, no, I can't handle you today, go away? I have to tell you, from my experience, it's not going to go away. It is going to show up in the most unexpected places and inopportune times. And if you stop to think about it, you don't really want it to go away. Yes, some days it is definitely easier to push it aside, and I admit I have had many of those days in the last seven years, but ultimately it is not for the best. It's like in the 2009 Pulitzer Prize winning play, Rabbit Hole, where a mother and grandmother are discussing the death of their son and grandson. The grandmother has previously lost her adult son as well. 
The mother asks, does it go away? This feeling, does it ever go away? The grandmother responds, no, I don't think it does. Not for me, it hasn't. And that's going on 11 years. It changes though, the weight of it. At some point it becomes bearable. It turns into something you can crawl out from under and carry around, like a brick in your pocket. And you forget it every once in a while, but then you reach in for whatever reason and there it is. Oh right, that. Which can be awful, but not all the time. Sometimes it's kinda, not that you like it exactly, but it's what you have instead of your son, so you don't want to let go of it either. So you carry it around and it doesn't go away, which is fine, actually. What is that saying about life imitating art? Or is it the other way around? Either way, this play's representation of grief holds true in my life. I have so little of my Samantha physically left in this world that I grasp onto anything, even the most painful things that bring her back to me on some level. I'm not saying we should dwell in our pain by any means, but we can find ways to embrace the burden, to hold it for a little while, touch it, feel it, then let it be so that over time, it will grow less and less. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Joy and sorrow always seem to go hand in hand. With this two-sided coin called grief, the two coexist often. I guess my takeaway is, Find ways to be thankful for the joy and the light of things like pigtails, but hold on to the brick as well. Over time, it will be easier to bear and it will be fine.